This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. Hi, I'm Terrence Matthews, former Steelers wide receiver. You're listening to SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation. I am G Stryker, your host for your SteelerNation.com podcast. And right now, we are live tweeting on Twitter as well as on YouTube. I'm trying to take questions on Twitter. I don't know why my screen is like too big on Twitter. Uh, trying to resize it so I can so I can see everybody and I can um, I can ask questions directly. But it looks like I can't see anything. But either way, we're going to stay up on Twitter just so you can see what's going on, and we'll start talking about everything going on in training camp. So you know, it's just me today. I'm as you can see, I'm a little rough. I spent the night outside with my daughter, my seven year old daughter, in a tent. So but I'm still here to give you all the information we need for training camp. So here we go. Uh, Steelers did make a uh, couple roster moves today, and I'll be going on the um, – if you're on watching us on YouTube, you can see uh, directly what we're talking about here in Jordan DeFiggio's article from SteelerNation.com. And she stated today and just came out with the report that the Steelers just re-signed uh, J. Roan Elliott, the linebacker that had been on the team for previous years. Um, also signed long snapper Leon McCullough. So that's kind of big news. We know that um, uh, Cam Cameron is dealing with an injury right now, so signing another long snapper, and it's his knee. So we know that there's a little bit of an issue there with that knee, uh, having to bring in Liam then for more of a large-time basis to get the snaps in. But hopefully – Hopefully we have Cam back for a real time because the guy is perfect. I love having him as a long snapper. He is absolutely perfect. Um, other news, we released linebacker Leo Lewis, also released injured uh, wide receiver Anthony Johnson. Um, these are big moves. Uh, not, 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 not the biggest moves. I mean, obviously Johnson and Lewis weren't going to make the team. Probably Johnson was that Z receiver type, and the Steelers have so many Z receivers. There's just no – no space for, you know, currently five Z receivers on the team because they're only going to keep two, maybe three if Deion Kane really shows, but we'll talk about that a little later. Um, so that's the big news there. 
And moving forward, we have the um, bu -bu 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 -bu. injury situation on my spreadsheet. So uh, I want you to guys, if you go to SteelerNation.com, in the forum section, we've got a, uh, a space available that has my spreadsheet where I track all of the injury news from the Steelers in real time, day to day. Uh, so we're all up to date on who's got what. But with the share screening, I'll share this uh, spreadsheet here so you can take a look at it on the YouTube page for the vidcast. And we've got a long spreadsheet for injuries. So going off the top, uh, Chris Warmly has a shoulder that's tough on him because he's a new defensive lineman coming in, trying to learn the system. Hopefully it's nothing major, but still – he just came back from a previous groin injury and now is out with a shoulder, so he's really hitting the injury bug this preseason. And it's tough to make the team from the tub, as the saying always goes. Uh, Smallwood has also had just been held out, the other veteran uh, running back, which is in there. I'm just starting to get the information now on him, and I will have that up here quickly. Uh, Robert Spillane, another linebacker, injured his finger. He's being evaluated. We just talked about Cam Canaday with his knee. Chooks Okorafor is big. Uh, he's got a double injury as well. He came back from a groin and then just injured his shoulder. It wasn't, sorry, it wasn't Wormley. It was Okafor was the one that injured his shoulder and then came back with a, with his, um, with the, had the groin injury previously. So that's really tough on him because he's in a camp battle with Zach Banner, and we'll talk about that soon. Uh, Derwin Gray, the versatile, the versatile lineman from last year who played in training camp across all five positions from Maryland. Uh, he's dealing with a knee. Anthony Johnson, who we just released now, he's on the sheet, but obviously he's not on the team anymore with his knee. And Bud Dupree has a knee. So people are starting to get the bumps and bruises for practice. Um, we got a couple older injuries that are still active. Kevin Dotson has a knee. Deontay Johnson with a calf. Terrell Edmonds, it's not known, but he's being held out of camp. Marquise Pouncey as well. Switzer has a foot injury. And now Juju Smith-Schuster has been held out of two Two practices previously, we'll find out today. Like today, they had an off day, so today we're going to know at 1.30. It's going on right now. So as soon as we get the reports in from the beat writers, we'll know exactly how the practices went. This sheet will be updated, and everybody will then know what's going on in the wonderful land of injury time for the Steelers. Um, moving on to COVID news, awesome COVID news. Nobody on the COVID list at all anymore, not only on our team, but for the entire NFL for players. And that is huge. Uh, there was a big report that just came out. The tests were done between August 12th and 20th. There were 58,000 total tests done. Um, 23,000 of them were for players, tests within that eight-day period. Zero positive tests. Zero out of 23,000 tests, which is huge. 58,000 total tests for all of the eight, 8.5 thousand um, personnel that were done. There were six total positive cases league-wide. All six were personnel. All six are dealing with their own way to make sure that they are not positive for COVID. I know we had a scare last weekend when six Steelers showed up as being active on COVID. Turned out that there were 77 false positive cases from this lab in New Jersey. They had contaminated tests. They reran all 77 of those tests twice so they know for sure it's positive every one of those players does not have covid this is not a conspiracy every once in a while problems happen with testing it's science it happens but they did it right they retested twice everybody is golden good to know best news is 
there's no COVID in the league. And that's huge because this is probably the toughest league to have to deal with COVID with how close players are with proximity. This is direct face-to-face contact on every play, every lineman, every tackle. So this is huge, especially when they're going to be, we have 32 teams, they're staying in their own cities, but with the isolation, everybody seems to be doing it well. I hope that all the players take this seriously moving forward once we get into the season where, you know, their families and everybody, friends are trying to stay safe, don't go out, play football, enjoy the game, play hard, and still, you know, socially distance the best that you can to uh, provide for entertainment and your your situation to be able to play the game that you love. And I, I can't wait to see football. And I'm really, really getting excited now to see some football since I wasn't sure that this was even going to happen. I, I we, we just didn't know. And um, I know just talking with Ed Bouchette a few, sh- a few short weeks ago on the podcast, he saw a 0% chance of there being an NFL season this year. And now I have to strongly disagree with him. I'd say we're at the 80% level. I'm getting more and more excited every week. The zero positive cases are the biggest thing for me. So Fingers crossed, Steeler Nation. Let's go. Hopefully we got some camp coming up here pretty soon. Um, Moving on to the camp battles, which we touched on last week. I want to update everybody on the way that we are pulling and and deciding and think that the way the camp battles are going. Obviously, we are not there directly. I wish we were. But the Steelers beat writers are providing an excellent service. There's some great Twitter feeds. There's some great uh, – Zoom meetings that we're all clued into and we're checking out on. So here's what we see so far. The filer was a new ski battle for left guard. It looks like it's filers. Uh, it doesn't even look like it's a battle really anymore. Filer's getting all the snaps. And that's understandably so. He is, he was the starting right tackle this year. Played very well in the one game that he played a left tackle against the Rams. And, you know, he's, he's the guy. So moving on to right tackle, we got Chooksakora 4 versus Zach Banner. Now it's become, it looked like from preliminary reports, and I was just listening to uh, Alex Kazora talk about this today in his camp uh, uh, update as well. And he stated that from what he saw from pictures and some of the early camp news, it looked like a core four had the early jump. And that would make sense because he was the one that did start at right tackle last year in that Rams game and played very well in that game. And when they kept Zach Banner as the, as the swing tackle, tackle eligible. and but now, Zach Banner is getting those snaps. So it's tough to win a battle when you're injured. Uh, a core four now dealing with that, with that uh, shoulder injury coming off the groin. He hasn't had a whole lot of time to even compete um, at that right tackle spot. The only constant across both players that we are getting from camp, both players are getting ripped up by T.J. Watt. <laughs> and that is understandable. T.J. Watt is phenomenal. He's a phenomenal athlete. And, you know, of course, everything goes as the way T.J. says it will go because (laughs) he is going to be feasting on right tackles in the NFL all year. So (laughs) trial by fire, iron sharpens iron, as Tomlin likes to say. So, you know, might as well go up in, against the best in the league, third place and defensive player of the year voting in, in a TJ Watt to see who can really earn that spot at right tackle. But right now it's still up in the air, but it looks like it's slanting heavily towards Zach Banner now that a core four just cannot be healthy on the field. Um, moving to nose tackle, 
It looks like it's down to Alu-Alu and Big Dan. It looks like it's Alu-Alus because all of the coaches are coming out speaking highly of Tyson. They're saying how well he's doing, how he's transformed his body for the nose tackle role when he is still capable to play that three to five tech that we throw our defensive ends in with Tuit and, um, and Hayward. So we've got a lot of talent there. Uh, so it look, but it looks like Tyson is just running away with the competition again, but <laughs> big Dan still sticks, probably sticks on the roster as the backup. We will see. Uh, I don't know if anybody is up and coming because we don't get to see the really in-depth camp battles on the second and third teams to get to see who's getting the snaps, how they're doing productively against the people that they're matched up again and how they do against drills against other linemen, which gives us a nice gauge on their ability to make the team. Um, Lastly, I know last week we talked about third quarterback between uh, Duck and Lynch. We don't have a, a good view into training camp. We do hear that um, Rudolph is doing well. And unfortunately, we did hear that uh, Lynch had a very bad practice one practice where he missed a wide open player by 20 feet through an interception when, you know, when he wasn't making a, a misread. So Lynch, it looks like, is in an uphill battle. It looks like Duck may have a slight advantage with just what we're hearing. Um, still can't know for sure, but, you know, if we have to – right now, it looks like Hunter, here you go. You're starting to lead there with the Duck versus Lynch. We will be uh, back here in a week because we're going to have a bet on who's going to be making the team between Duck and Lynch, and we're going to have a little bit of fun with that. And, of course, we will have to pay the piper on the Steeler Nation big cast coming up to you as every week, as we always do. Um, some smaller camp battles now. It looks like Smallwood is starting to push with Snell to be kind of this grinding relief back for Connor. Um, we got a lot of good press from Snell, how he's transformed his body. He's gotten leaner and in the same respect has gotten quicker, um, hitting the holes a little faster. So, and that's quite a difference from his college career being that grinder at, I believe, Kentucky. And just being the, the cowbell back for that school the entire time he was in school. So it'll be interesting to see how that's going because Smallwood is making a little bit of news coming up. But, you know, worst case scenario, Steel, I mean, Steelers have a lot of running backs in camp. We have a lot of receivers in camp. And a lot of – we've got four quarterbacks as well. And I think there's going to be keeping extra ones on the practice squad this year, having 16 instead of 10 for the COVID practice squad really is going to help out the team. And I know some of these running backs are going to end up on the practice squad. Another matchup for these running backs that we're talking about is now Kareth White against the new draft pick McFarland out of Maryland. And McFarland's getting a ton of press. Both of them are those speed backs. Now, McFarland, it looks like, gives you a little bit more receiving out of the backfield. Also gives you a little bit more of the grinding role between the tackles between those two specifically in their skill sets. Doesn't mean White doesn't have a place on the team. It just seems to me like it's starting to edge toward McFarland. If White doesn't make the team, I see him as being a prime candidate to being on that extended practice squad moving forward for the season. And then we'll get to the camp battles here for the wide receivers here a little bit later. We've got a question coming up from Steeler Nation on that. So I'll save it for that. So we got something to look forward to in the vidcast and podcast. Uh, camp Phenoms, some reports coming in about some Camp Phenoms. Chase Claypool is tearing it up from everything that we are reading, and we're getting multiple, multiple sources. We got, you know, Coach Tomlin stating it. We have um, 
We have, of course, Joe Hayden singing his praises. Now Ben Roethlisberger uh, just came out with a quick blurb stating that, you know, the more I see of him, the more I'm impressed by him. Um, I don't have to tell him something twice because he does make mistakes, but he doesn't make the same mistake twice. He does not ask a lot of questions, which leads Ben to believe that he understands the, the offense. He understands his role. And with Ben also stating, like, they're going to know huddle at times. He's doing some checks. He's doing some audibles. And he's making sure with Claypool, you got it? You sure you got it? And every time Claypool's like, I got it. And they run the play, he's got it. So this is huge. I mean, for the Steelers to get Claypool on that big run of receivers, we'll look back at this draft. This is a, it's going to be one of the best receiver drafts I think we've ever experienced. And for them to be able to still manage Chase Claypool at the end of the second with so many receivers going ahead of them that were phenomenal, phenomenally graded receivers. And for the Steelers to end up with this gem still sitting there with the size speed ratio. And it, now it seems like the high IQ, which is what you need in this COVID shortened season to be able to make an effect, not only to make the team, of course, he's going to make the team being the highest drafted player, but he's showing he belongs, which is what Tomlin says. And then the other player that Tomlin says belongs in this league is High Smith, our newest outside linebacker who was picked just afterward from Chase Claypool. I mean, he was, you know, he's a Division One player, albeit from a smaller school in Charlotte, but we know he understands the game. Even though he was one year as an edge, he's very good with his hands. He has more than one move. He's very savvy. He's very intelligent. So this is also something helping him out, his intelligence, the shortened COVID season, being a rookie. Looks like he's going to get some playing time and some big relief time, which is what the Steelers need when they're having to spell uh, Dupree and Watt. <clears throat> also, another linebacker talked about inside linebacker this time, and that's Ulysses Gilbert. Uh, more and more press about this guy. We had a ton of press about him last year. He was making plays. He blocked a punt in pre last preseason game last year before he got hurt. Um, guy is a special teams demon. He is an incredible, uh, he just seems to have a great motor, a good mind for the game, excellent tackler, quick. I mean, to have another guy like that, that the Steelers can eventually, you know, maybe build in this roster, maybe take over Vince Williams. So you have two young, quick guys playing inside linebacker in the future. These are all good problems to have, but Ulysses is really flashing in preseason. We're, we're good to, you know, keep going, Mr. Grant. Let's see, keep watching you play. We also have another one here. Now, this is a vet that the Steelers brought into camp, cornerback by the name of Curtis Riley. If you're not familiar with the guy, Played on the Raiders last year, spot duty, had a couple starts. But the year before, he was drafted and played for the Giants. Started all 16 games. He understands the game. He didn't have the best season, obviously, um, because when he went to the Raiders, he was not a starter. But in the Steelers, for uh, training camp reports, he's out there. He's understanding the role. And I'm sorry, I don't know why I called him a cornerback. He's a free safety. Free safety, free safety. My mind is COVID time. It's 10 right now. So, <laughs> but he's a free safety and he's making all of the reads correctly from that free safety spot, which is great because the Steelers really have had trouble finding depth at that free safety spot. I mean, they had Cam Kelly last year who actually made the roster 
really wasn't that great when Davis went down with his injury and they put Kelly in there. They're like, oh, crap. And they lost a couple games before the Steelers made that trade for Minka Fitzpatrick. The rest is history, fortunately, with Minka. But, you know, the Steelers always tend to have these guys hanging around the roster with Marcus Allen from Penn State, more of a banger kind of guy, more of a, you know, possibly money backer position, just like they, they drafted with Brooks this year. And then also you've got Rodney, not Rodney Dangerfield, but <laughs> the Steelers' very own Dangerfield. It gets no respect on the roster, I tell you. But uh, he's always hanging around on the roster as well. We love Dangerfield. We give him the respect as a good, solid Steeler, big special teams contributor. But now to finally get another free safety in the mix, to give you depth, give you a little bit more confidence going into a game if you need to rotate him in if a player goes down with an injury that he can come in and spell and still play and keep that defense at a good level at a high level because we're expecting this defense to be at an elite level this year ben also talked about how the defense is winning the 11 on 11 battles and it's look at them they're top five last year both in yardage and in scoring and that's with a terrible offense that's how good this defense is because you have to take into effect that the offense was not holding the football. And all of the time, they were on defense, as opposed to the Baltimore Ravens, who were always scoring, always on offense. Their defense was on the field for a much lower level. And, of course, had a good defense because of that. And that's usually when you benefit from having a good defense in this league is when you have a ball control offense or a productive offense that is at least scoring to force the other team into a one-dimensional approach that you can attack with your defense as built. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back to the NFL with NFLSundayTicket.tv. You can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and Direct Fantasy Zone channels never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. From tight muscles through workouts, signs of aging, to simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore, so everyone can benefit from TheraOne's CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Wesserland, Therabody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments. He created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic but still contain up to 30% filler, and these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion on your morning routine, the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, body balm for targeted relief, and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. And now through Labor Day, Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. 
If you don't love what you get from TheraOne, then send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash bluewire. I want to talk now about Big Ben because that's really the biggest camp phenom in my opinion. It's why I'm repping my seven Big Ben jersey today, and I am just nothing but excited for Big Ben on how he's taking his approach to this year. Um, go over to YouTube. There is a um, a really neat uh, video here from Rep One Sports, and I'm going to be playing this in the background on mute while I'm talking on the YouTube page. So if anybody's on the vidcast. Uh, you guys can enjoy this and view this as we're discussing it. But please check out this article it's a, or this this uh, video on Ben. Uh, it's 14 minutes long and it's part one of two. And this basically, it's it's he and his wife, Ashley, and they go through and discuss what happened with his arm, you know, and basically all the way through his injury uh, last year. So... <clears throat> You know, the big stuff is, you know, he, he actually, Ben actually states that he played with a vertical tear in his tendon and one of his tendons that, that connected to his uh, elbow and his throwing arm. And a vertical tear means it's, as opposed to it being horizontal, which can weaken it, a vertical tear kind of like separates the tendon. So he's only dealing with pain and he's had that pain in that tendon for going on like 10 years now it seems like because that's what he's always said so in that Seattle game he tore two more tendons off of the bone uh and he felt it and, and possibly three in that game obviously it was was three because when he got the MRI after the game it this doctor said and in this uh video as well that he tore three tendons from the bone and that is insane. Nobody's ever done this. This is a new surgery now. We're going to call it the Ben Roethlisberger surgery to replace three tendons on a thro- like his main throwing elbow. And the doctor said, you know, this is your decision. Are you going – you have two decisions. One, retire. Second decision, we can do the surgery and you can throw the football again. But if he retires, he can never throw the football again. He and Ashley talked. Ashley's like, look. I am fine with you retiring. It is your decision, and I am happy either way, but just know if you choose to retire, I'm 100% behind you, which is fantastic for Ben. Ben got to make the decision. He's a competitor. He hated being on the sidelines last year. I, I think he felt he left the team down, but he elected for that surgery. He got that surgery. He came back ahead of schedule. So that is the biggest um, news that we can take out of that as well. And that's unheard of because this is a brand new surgery. It was three tendons that had to be repaired and he came back and now he's stating that he can throw a ball stronger and has a stronger arm than he had in the past with those repaired tendons. Also, we got a report today on Twitter from Brooke Pryor stating that Ben no longer has any more aches and pains in that elbow. So now he has a brand new elbow no longer has that vertical tear, no longer has those aches and pains, and he is ready to rock and roll and show the league that he can play football again. And that's what I want to see out of our franchise quarterback going into this season 
how productive is he going to be? How is he going to be at distributing the football across all of the new talent that we have? Two excellent receiving tight ends. Eric Ebron joined the, the team with Vance McDonald with the, the vicious stiff arm for a 75-yard touchdown in the Tampa Bay game. I mean, plus the rece- Steelers have a young receiving squad. We're talking about, like, a, a, a new young money squad is essentially what this is. I mean, Deontay Johnson has the receiving quicks and understanding of the game, cannot be blocked off the line of scrimmage. He's like a young Antonio Brown. I hate to make that comparison, but he is. He really understands the game. He understands route running. He understands setting up movements to get defensive players off balance so he can make the moves to, you know, get open, and he's getting open. And then plus, you had Washington with arguably – well, not arguably. It was his best season. and. It was big for him because he had three different receive or three different quarterbacks throwing in the ball, most of them being Duck and uh, Rudolph. But he was the only one making splash plays down the stretch for the entire season. So to have Ben on his side now with that repaired arm to get him the ball, having Claypool now in the mix, who said that he's and it, another thing. Oh, I guess it was. Um, oh goodness, it might have been uh, Colbert that stated that if Claypool was in the game against us, we'd have to figure out a way to double him. So this is the type of mismatch now on the fourth receiver that, we're, that the Steelers are getting, or maybe inside for a, uh, a goal line package when we go big. I mean, that is just fun, fun stuff to think about. Ben has all of these options to go to. Connor's very good out of the backfield. Um, you know, Samuels is the best receiver out of the backfield. If he makes the team, he could be used in that portion as well. Um, also, we got hearing some good things about him, McFarland out of the backfield. So some nice receiving options even out of the backfield and with Derek Watt, who gave, gives us a much better receiving option other than Roosevelt Knicks, who we had in previous years. So <laughs> one thing also, and I'm just thinking of it now, and I remember this watching a lot of Steeler footballs, and you will too as I bring this up now, but Ben Roethlisberger doesn't get as much credit for distributing the football to multiple receivers as he should. Um, I know his big 2018 season, he was distributing, you know, eight, nine different catches, seven, eight, nine each game. It's not like he's just looking for Antonio Brown. He's throwing those release valves to the, to the running backs and the backup running backs when they're coming into spell. He's throwing those to the tight ends and the backup tight ends. He's throwing those to all the receivers that come in on the field. I mean, and that is huge because four, five, six, seven, eight, that's, that's eight right there. Another rotational player, you get to nine, you get to 10. And I, he's made those in the past. He, he wants to hit the open guy, and that's one of the things that he's really gotten better at as he's matured as a passer in this league, finding that open receiver, hitting that open receiver, keeping those chains moving, moving the football down the field. So that's great, great stuff to see out of Ben. But – one thing that I want to address um, about Ben Roethlisberger, and I think this is probably, you know, as unfair as it gets, and it's the media bias against Ben Roethlisberger, because even with this great video that just comes out about him, you know, making a big change to family, taking responsibility for his actions, his locking down his beliefs and his faith in God. And, you know, since 2010, when Ed Bouchette told us on this podcast, and he says, look, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, he he was, 
not the easiest guy to deal with from when he was a rookie up through 2010. He came to me after the Super Bowl, I'm talking in Ed's words, and stated personally to me, I apologize for the way I've treated you in the past. I just want you to know, moving forward, you will have a completely different Ben Roethlisberger. And that is verbatim from Ed Bouchette. And since that time, we have seen a change locally from Ben Roethlisberger. The problem is the national media has a long history and likes to hold grudges and still remembers the problematic Ben Roethlisberger, trouble with the law, uh, trouble with court cases, not being um, respectful to the interview process or when he's having interviews both league-wide, nationwide, locally. And those run deep because even after this great video comes out, you still have the local radio jumping on, banging on Ben, as they love to do, bang against Ben because everything is Ben's fault in the city of Pittsburgh for some reason. And I think it's time to understand and really rally around the fact that Ben has changed and he is a leader. Ryan Clark also coming out with a report uh, or with a, with a um, with an article and a video uh, on an, being interviewed on it about how Ben Roethlisberger came to his son's aid. They were former teammates. You know, we obviously know Ryan Clark has spoke out about Ben in the past because he was with old Ben. He, he was with Ben when he started to change his life around. So Ben understood that in a tweet. Ben actually put, reached out to Ryan Clark when he heard that his son was dealing with a racial issue, a racial problem against him. And, you know, he, he texted uh, Ryan Clark directly. He says, I know we've had our problems in the past. I just want you to know I'm thinking of your son and, I want, and I'm willing to do whatever he needs um, to listen to him if he wants to reach out. And they, got, they communicated back and forth. And the biggest thing that Ryan Clark, Clark had to impart in that was that he did address, look, I'm Ryan Clark. I don't always speak nicely about Ben. Ben addressed that and stated, but he still wanted to make a positive connection with my son who is hurting. And that is huge. And that is the Ben Roethlisberger that the entire league doesn't know anymore. And it's the, you know, he, he does have a heart. He's grown up. He's a family man. He's a man of God. And he is the leader of our football team. And I think once the league really starts understanding this, I think that the, the bias against him is going to diminish. And I think he will have a legitimate chance out of, out of actually winning come black player of the year awards, MVP awards, or even a Super Bowl MVP should he get in another Super Bowl and possibly win it. And then we just don't have to give it to a receiver who had a great drive. <laughs> but I digress. Either way, great to hear positive news from Ben. I always love hearing positive news from Ben. Even spinning his awesome positive comeback video when he showed he was throwing the football in 15 seconds and that comeback video and everybody slammed him for going to the barbers. I mean, this is, this is it, guys. We're, we're done, media. The fans know it. The players know it. Ben is a different man. He is a leader. He's a legitimate leader, and the league will be better off 
to get to know him a little bit better this year because it will make for an excellent, excellent redemption story. And that's all I have to say about Mr. Ben. <laughs> but now it is time for questions from Steeler Nation. And I know we have a quest couple questions in here from uh, Drink Iron City. And I'm just refreshing this page to make sure we are good on everything. We are golden. And he asks, you know, he knows he's beating a dead horse, but how is the battle for the last wide receiver going? Who has the upper hand at this point? Is it Switz, McLeod, Kane battling for that last spot? And I just wrote an article, too, for the depth uh, from the receivers, so I have a lot of insight on this. Obviously, all of Steeler Nation knows Juju, Johnson, Washington, locks. Three locks on the team. Your fourth lock, Claypool. He's your drafted player, highest drafted player, knocking it out of the park in training camp. Those are your four locks. Now you have a lot of people on the roster, and the Steelers are actually very, very, very Z receiver heavy. You know, Amara Darbo, you had Johnson, who's now not on the team anymore. Um, Claypool, you have um, – well, Washington, of course. Uh, so now they're down to four from five. Um, McLeod came on, and they added – and I, I'm a, I made sure to go through and look at McLeod's video – Watch him as a player. He is an ex-receiver. He plays that spot that Heinz Ward played, Antonio Brown played, Yancey Thigpen played. Now, you know, you've got uh, Deontay Johnson manning that role. I mean, they brought in um, uh, Dante Moncrief last year that didn't work out, unfortunately, even though he was on film a great Z receiver, or a great X receiver, but he just was not shorthanded when he got to the Steelers. But now moving forward, they brought in McLeod, and McLeod's film looks very good. Um, he is an, a, a good veteran, a savvy veteran, a good root runner, solid hands, uh, understands the game. So to me, uh, oh, the other Z receiver that I failed to mention was, uh, well, Kane, obviously. So Deion Kane as well. I don't know if Zeon, Deion Kane can play X receiver. Uh, that's the only other thing they're, they're missing out of this whole alignment. Do we have somebody else that can jump in? I know Juju can play anywhere on the line. He's the only player on the roster that can play all three positions. Uh, and he, but they like to keep him at big slot because of his mismatch, and that's where his the, the best of his ability is playing at a big slot because he's the, one of the tallest slot receivers in the league. So keep, you know, Johnson on the outside. Keep Washington on the other side. Stretch that field. Now you've got Claypool helping out as well, you got, and, and Switzer in the middle. So now you have these three players left over in Switzer, who's a slot receiver, McLeod, who's an X receiver, and Kane, who's a Z receiver. And you've got three receivers fighting for two spots. And that is just stating because the Steelers usually keep six receivers. I think that'll be the exact same this year, especially since you have Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you need to distribute the football to good receivers and have good depth on your team in case you get some injuries. So how is that going to work out? Right now, Switzer, I think, has the inside track of one of those two spots. He's transformed his body. He is a monster. And – with Ben getting him the football, Ben knows how to look for him. He's going to get you those tough yardage. He is that pit bull player, but he's increased his size. Some reports are saying he's increased his speed. So, and he's always been shorthanded. Uh, I don't like his hands as much as other people on the team, but he's always been shorthanded when it comes down to moving the chains and making big catches. So that's what we need to watch out for for Switzer. We currently don't have another slot receiver to really be a pure slot receiver 
and have him on this roster. So, like, right now, by default, he's it. So I have McLeod against, McCain, against Kane. Um, Steelers really loved Kane. Kane came out of Indy last year. He got some good playing time, made some good catches down the stretch for the Steelers as well, and showed he could stretch the field a bit, show he could come back to the football and fight for the football in traffic. And those are the things that I really like about Kane. McLeod is more of a question mark. I don't get to see him as much. I only have seen the film. I know he's very shorthanded, excellent route runner, and we're getting some really, really positive news about him in training camp. Uh, a lot of camp buzz on the cloud. And it's positive, and these guys are getting a lot more reps because you have so many uh, receivers ahead of them right now that aren't playing. You know, uh, Juju's been being rested. Switzer isn't playing. And um, uh, Deontay Johnson isn't playing. So these young guys, Amara Darbo, also another <laughs> Z receiver, getting a lot of playing time now. Maybe he's going to show that he can do some X. I don't know uh, exactly, but – you know, if you're asking me who's going to get that last spot, if I had to make a decision, when I wrote my article, I said it was going to be Kane. And I said it was going to be Kane with understanding the system and having a leg up on the system on the other receivers from last year. But that would mean the Steelers have one X receiver, two slot receivers or Ys, and three Z receivers, which they've never kept three Z receivers. Usually, the Steelers only keep two Z receivers. And one of those Z receivers is usually inactive on game day. If you remember, Justin Hunter was a big guy who always was inactive on game day. And he was the guy who would be inactive unless there was an injury to the other Z receiver. And then he'd come immediately in and start the next game. That's the way the Steelers do that roster. So now, thinking back on it, hearing some good press about McLeod, I'm going to say and turn my answer. And I'm going to say McLeod now has the inside chance of making this team. Good press meeting a need that the Steelers need in that uh, X receiver role. Also, reach, he's return capable as well, punt and kick return. So always good to have those guys on the roster as well. And we'll have to see if who's going to make the team. But if I've got a guess there for you, Drink Iron City, it's going to be McLeod and Switzer making those last two slots. Um, another question in from Steeler Nation with the short and full pad practices. How do I see that to how fast a start we get in the first four games? That is an excellent question, DIC. And it's a, actually, I have this down as an article I'm going to be writing about next week. I think the month of September for COVID is going to be a dumpster fire. I think it's going to be the ugliest football we have ever seen in the month of September. And it's because we haven't had mini camps, we haven't had training camps. We haven't had, or we haven't had preseason games. Um, you know, training camp has been condensed. So these guys haven't even had a chance to compete. And I mean, preseason games, obviously, they are drills. They are scrimmages. There are ways to get, you know, our, the players that we just got in new to see how they perform under pressure in an organized environment and give the starters maybe a series or two. But now, none of that. So September now is preseason football with starters. So you're going to have probably veteran teams. This is the way I'm going to see the league breaking down. Veteran teams, teams with a, a you know, entrenched uh, quarterback that, and, and a solid defense that performed very well last year are going to get out to a big lead and early jump on the season this year. So, you know, Ravens are going to start off hot. I think, you know, I personally think the Steelers are going to start off well, even though Ben didn't play with them last year. 
He's been with this team since 2004. He knows this team. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it, he had a hiccup. He's just getting up to date with his receivers. Ben does start a little slow. We do know he starts a little slow, too, to start off his years. But I don't think it's going to hurt us as much with as strong as the defense is going to be. The defense is not a liability anymore. He just has to basically manage the game. So, Steeler-wise, I think it'll still be a little ugly. I think league-wise, it's going to be a dumpster fire. I think that that first game against the Giants with their new quarterback and all their new players, I think that's going to be a big win for the Steelers on the road on Monday Night Football, man. And it's just because they didn't have a chance to compete against anyone. You got a lot of rookies coming into this game playing, especially their, their well, second-year quarterback. But he's a new quarterback, and he didn't have a chance to really get his feet under him for this season. It's just like last year because last year Eli Manning was getting all the snaps. This year he's getting all the snaps, but he didn't have the preseason games to be able to even show what he can do. So I think it's going to be a really tough game for the Giants in that first game. I'm happy to get it. <laughs> I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I think the defense is going to feast that night. I think they're going to get a lot of pressure. So, you know, we'll watch it. We'll all have to endure September together, but hopefully the Steelers can come up on the winning side of September. Three wins would be ideal. Ideal four would be excellent. Anything better than two would be the best. So moving forward, I see it being a dumpster fire, but hopefully the Steelers games will be entertaining. And that's what we care about the most. Uh, finally, Yes or no, do you see Roethlisberger playing a full season, not missing any games? Of course, Drunk Iron City's answer, or Drink Iron City's answer was, my answer is yes. Now, I'm going to disagree with you, but not for the reason that you probably think. Uh, the reason is not because I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to have an injury. I do think that Ben is going to bounce back and become incredible this year. He led the league in passing two years ago when he had a full season to play. Arm is back. He's saying no pain in it, stronger than ever. So I think he's going to have a big year. Plus, he's hungrier than ever. So this makes for a competitive team and a new competitive Ben that we've never really seen. We've always seen a Ben that's been able to make plays because he knows he can make plays, because he knows he has the talent to make plays. Now we have a Ben Roethlisberger with a fire to make plays for his entire team. He knows the end isn't soon. He knows he does not have a lot of football left in front of him. This is his time to make a difference. His favorite player was always number seven, John Elway. Growing up, Elway finished his career with two Super Bowl wins and then walked off a champion. I'd love nothing better for Ben Roethlisberger to do the same exact same thing for the next two years, but this year he does have a good chance of doing it. An excellent chance. Everybody, this is my cat, Lexi. She is joining the vidcast <laughs> because I have not been giving her attention. So, <laughs> so, but I see Ben coming back, you know, healthier than ever, stronger than ever, which means it's going to be a competitive year, which means they're going to have a lot of wins. We've got an extra playoff team making the playoffs seven. Now only one team gets a bye, which means a lot of teams that are playoff bound will be resting starters. And I think Ben will miss the 17th game of the season because they will be resting him, preparing for the playoffs, because with only one team getting a bye, you now have to rest your starters in the regular season. That's just going to be a team meta strategy moving forward. And that's the, that's the game I believe that Ben Roethlisberger will miss this season. So at least I don't think it's going to be because of injury, and hopefully their offensive line will keep him upright because that's what we need. 
we need him to be <laughs> up and um, moving and doing a great job. So this is this is the an exciting year for me. I, I'm actually really excited. I hope you are too, Steeler Nation, because this is it's tough to get excited about football during a year where we don't have sports, um, and it's it's tough to, with this uncertainty about how COVID nineteen is going to affect the league. But I, I do have a optimist. I've always been an optimist. I'll give you that. But I feel that this is a different Ben Roethlisberger. And if we have a different Ben Roethlisberger with our different defense that we know is already performing at an elite level, I, I'm just chomping at the bit to watch this team. I really am. And it's the way I felt in 2010 before that season. And I hope the same thing happens because James Harrison ran off, became defensive player of the year that year. Could have been a uh, Super Bowl MVP as well if he didn't punch somebody on the ground, but longest play in Super Bowl history was a big turning point in that game and led to that Super Bowl victory. So this year, I hope the same things can happen. We've got a lot of playmakers on defense that can make teams plays for this team. So, you know, everything doesn't have to hang on Ben and a lot of talent and playmakers on offense. This is going to be a fun, fun, exciting year, Steeler fans. And I could not be happier. So, Make sure, if you want to, come on over to SteelerNation.com. Join us in the forum where you get to engage with some of the best football uh, discussion on the internet. See, my, my cat is excited. She's back up on my lap. She wants to go check out the forum. You check out the forum, too. You can also tweet us at the podcast, at underscore SN podcast. Tweet me directly at SN Striker. That's for Steeler Nation Striker with the Y. Follow us on Twitter at Steeler Nation. Follow us on Instagram at SteelerNation.com. Come on over, check out our awesome gear page, our awesome t-shirts. Make sure you subscribe to us on Instagram so you have a chance to win autographed merchandise every week. Every Monday, we got a new piece of autographed merchandise, and then we end up giving it away every Wednesday. So, when we have the podcast being between Monday and Tuesday for starting for the season, we're going to be talking about that in depth a little bit more, and then we'll be able to tell you and show you exactly what you'll be able to win. So that's the easiest way to do it. Thanks for joining us on the SteelerNation.com podcast. I am your host, G Striker, with my cat, Lexi, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers! Playoffs? Did somebody say playoffs? NBA and NHL are playing for the gold, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. Get in on all the action, including a new NBA bracket contest with plenty of chances to win. MLB season is pushing into fall, and there's no shortage of ways to bet with hundreds of odds, futures, and props. So take advantage of the return of sports, and remember, the casino never closes. Check it out all day, all night. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. That's betonline.ag, promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.